Welcome back, wrestling fans. Very big day upon us. It is Mania Week. Uh, we are back with episode 18 of the Mount Rushmore Wrestling Podcast. And this will probably be our biggest show to date. This is our WrestleMania Night 1 and Night 2 prediction show. Uh, we are doing both together. We don't know ahead of time, obviously, where uh, Night 1 or Night 2 is designated. I think we only know it for like four matches from what I saw. So it was Cody and Roman uh, Night 2 and then the three on Night 1 that were already set. So John Cena and uh, Austin Theory and then there was two more already. So <clears throat> we're just going to combine it into right now we have 13 matches. We're going to do 1 through 13, our confidence points. We're going to talk a lot about these stories that I'm sure we'll probably talk about even on next episode when we do our live episode. Uh, but we're going to do a full wrap on on WrestleMania, our predictions. Uh, we'll get into some news first, and then we'll, we're, first we'll do the On This Day. So, Sean, take it away, my right. friend. March 27th, On This Day. We're going to take it back 17 years ago. It was a Monday Night Raw. It was the goodbye show for WrestleMania 22. So there were five matches on that card, short matches for most of them. So we had Kane defeated Carlito by disqualification, two minutes and 53 seconds. Next, we had Shawn Michaels defeated Triple H, ended in no contest, 13 minutes, good match. We had Kenny, Johnny, and Mikey defeating Val Venus, Viscera, and Eugene for three minutes and 48 seconds. We had Trish Stratus and Tori Wilson defeating Candice Michelle and Victoria, 3 minutes and 38 seconds. And then we had John Cena defeated Vince McMahon by disqualification, 3 minutes and 30 seconds. So clearly it was a very non-memorable Monday Night Raw. guess we'll see if the go-home show tonight is, uh, you know, the exactly. same as that one. I sure hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I did see they did announce an uh, uh, eight-man tag team match with everyone that's in the showcase, which that sounds Hope like a do. Vince move to me. Put every put everyone in the same match that's going to be in the same match in a few yeah, days. Yeah, get half the roster on the show. Sense, right? Why not just see the match twice in a matter of yep. four days? But, hey, that's fine, so... That's a match. Don't forget, we have the big weigh-in this evening Ooh. between Brock Lesnar and Omos. So we are very much looking forward to that. Um, oh, Solo <coughs> versus Cody. Tonight? I'm sure Roman's we'll have another segment. Solo versus Cody. Yep. I'm sure we will get something with Balor and Edge. I think we'll probably get some green shit coming out of Asuka's mouth. Again, I'm thinking as we have for the past month or two. I'm thinking red this week. <laughs> red, okay, all right. You know what? I'm gonna go Just black. And oh, gold there we go, the black and gold colors. What do you think, Jeremy? <laughs> what color are we thinking? <laughs> they'll be fucking. They'll be fucking. They'll be yeah. fucking glitter coming oh. out of her mouth with the gold glitter. Yeah, what a what a time. Um, so in news this week. Besides getting hyped up for Mania right now, you know, it's uh, the atmosphere is really good. And I'll reflect on a little bit after I do the news. But the first thing I'd like to say is I think going into this WrestleMania, the past couple of days, I, I've been rewatching WrestleMania 38 
and this this morning I, I thought to myself, you know, the excitement that I had going into WrestleMania 38 was pretty high. But in terms of going into WrestleMania 39, I have a besides like maybe two or three matches, there is a lot more matches that I think will actually it'll turn out to be a way better card than 38, which is kind of surprising going into it. I was, yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you guys your opinion on this as far as like which show you think you're going to prefer going into it. Um, Cause like last year, like we didn't know what Rollins was doing. We didn't know who he was going to face Roman and Brock. We already saw that at two other WrestleManias. I feel like this, this one coming up has so many different stories that we haven't had yet. So I feel like it's just like more fresh and more hype. He, I could see him moving the whole time. Um, I was just going to say, yeah, going into it, I was looking forward more to 39 because of the fact that I think we all assumed that we were going to get Roman versus The Rock. And since we didn't get that, looking at 38, you know, we got Stone Cold um, and obviously one of our favorites of all time. So we got to see Kevin Owens in Stone Cold, which I thought was a tremendous match. And some of the spots that Stone Cold took in that match were just incredible. So I think it's going to be a tie as far as the anticipation of it. But I, as far as like wrestling ability, 39 probably takes the edge right now. I just think about some of the matches that were at 38 um, and how like looking back on it, they were just not that good in my opinion and nothing I was excited for. Like happy Corbin McIntyre. I was not excited for that match. A lot of the like the first three matches of night one, I wasn't like overly excited for. There was the Mysterios against Miz and Logan Paul. Um, I mean, obviously the Roman Brock match absolutely sucked. Um, so <laughs> it'll it'll be interesting to to see how it stacks up against thirty eight because I thought thirty eight night one was obviously really good because they had really some really good matches. Obviously, yeah. Becky Bianca was very good. Seth and Cody was very good. Austin, um, but just in terms of the excitement I have, I feel like my excitement is a little bit like elevated compared to last year. Maybe not my excitement, maybe obviously because we're going, but I think it's just like in terms of the quality of matches, I just think it's going to be better. And I thought Charlotte and Ronda wasn't bad last year either. No people fucking hated that match. Um, but like the first three matches did nothing for me. The Usos beat Nakamura and Boogs, and that match was like six minutes because yeah. Boogs got hurt. Yeah. Um, and then I think about night two last year, and I'm like Johnny Knoxville, Sammy. I Jane. think night Christ. I think, that was entertaining. It was entertaining, but I, I think I, night one was, was clearly better than night two. Agreed. McAfee, McAfee, yeah, Vince. Agree, like, but I think both of the nights could be better. <laughs> that was, was that McAfee was fun. in theory yeah. was good, and yeah, then it was Vince had to get into the what? ring. Yeah, I thought it was so cool coming back for a night two again. That was really cool. <laughs> he was drunk by the time oh, he got out. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, and then we had Sheamus and Rich Holland against the New Day as a random tag team match. We had. Um, Edge and Styles was good. Yep. We had the Fatal 4-Way Women's Tag, which eh, wasn't that great. The Triple Threat Tag and then, to Open Night 2 was really good. It was good, yeah. Um, and then we had Bobby Lashley and Almost. So, uh, 
yeah, not not too great. So I'm I'm hope, banking on 39 being yeah. great. So let's shift gears before we talk a little bit more about Mania. Let's go just go to the news. Um, <clears throat> first thing of news is uh, the Fiend gimmick making a potential return once Bray is back. I've been hearing about that the past couple of days. The only thing I have to say about that is let's get Bray Wyatt back first before we kind of dive into his other gimmicks. Um, and then the bigger news, I guess, uh, Triple H creating a new world championship title. So I think we've been talking about this a lot and what they would want to do. So it looks like the championship, I'm guessing, is going to come in place of the universal title. That's my assumption. I'm not sure. But I think they want to do away with the universal title. I mean, both titles look exactly the same, except they're just blue and black, pretty much. Um, but they do love their WWE title. So they I know they love passing it out to people. But uh, do we have any hopes for what that title could look like, gentlemen? My favorite ch- title was always the Attitude Era Championship. Um, honestly, like for titles now, I don't know what they're going to do because Triple H is definitely a guy that loves the aesthetic look of championships. And to me, the yeah. best title in the world right now is the AEW World Championship by yep. far. Correct. That is the nicest yep. looking championship. It's the biggest championship. So, I mean, if I don't want them to, to obviously copy them by any means. But give us something different. Give us something with more gold because I think there's too much spaces in between the WWE and like the, the Universal yeah. Championship and the WWE Championship. So give us something that fills out that belt more where we see less leather. Yeah, me personally, I would prefer like something similar to the John Cena spinner belt, except instead of like the black, have like the white uh, perimeter edge of it. That would be very cool. Um, bring it back big goal would be cool too. I'm never opposed to that. That was always a nice belt at this point though. It just comes down to what triple H's vision of like the appearance of it is. Cause it feels like they run through appearance titles all the time. And it's just like trying to come down to a decision that fits. Cause you know, the blue with the SmackDown one, the red one's kind of a generic feel to it, but we'll see how it plays out. And they got rid of the original raw universal yep. title. Yep. Once it moved to SmackDown, that's the one that I actually have is the red one. Um, but I, I do think there is something to say about more uh, being more generalistic in terms of like the gold, but having more of it on the actual title. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand their like vibe right now with like the titles are very generic. Um, I think the Intercontinental they is did the best. It, they, they, yeah. <laughs> the Intercontinental is the best because they also... <laughs> Like for their women's titles, they're exactly the same. You know, they have the white, of course. The US belt's pretty cool too. But, you know, those are exactly the same as well. The US belt is nice. They did a good job. I like the old US belt. Yeah. But I do also like this new US belt too. Um, So something similar to that, doing a a rehaul will be cool. So we'll see what Triple H has in the store. The other thing I want to say about this quickly is if they do create a new title, is that an easy way? Say Cody Cody real uh, wins at Mania. Is that an easy way to say I'm creating a new title? Um, this title will be fought for in the King of the Ring tournament, for example, or something else of that matter. Um, you that's an easy way you could even if it's if Roman wins, that's an easy way you could pull a title off of someone to be like, okay, this is a new title. It's going to take the place of something else. Let's just kind of go this route. So what that looks like. So I think that could be potentially something that happens. Sure. Yeah. 
Um, next piece of news quickly for Mania. Um, and then one coming out of Mania. So originally, I think we may have chatted about this, but there was a few opponents Ronda Rousey was rumored to face, but I guess the real match was supposed to be Ronda and Rhea. The other piece of this news is Ronda has a a broken something in her arm, her forearm, arm or something like that. Uh, It's like her arm or shoulder, I believe. Arm or shoulder, something she has a broken something, is what I'll say. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, she's a UFC fighter. I'm sure she'll still fucking wrestle. Um, and she wanted this tag match at Mania. What I thought, obviously, was interesting, what would you think about a Rhea versus Ronda match? I, I do... It, it's interesting with Ronda right now. Like, she is... We mentioned this the other day in, in our group chat. She just does not have what she had two years ago, three years ago. In terms of from the fans, the excitement for her, I think people don't give a fuck about her anymore. And it's tough to get behind someone that it just seems like they're just going through the motions up there. Um, thoughts? I am honestly down for anything with Ronda Rousey if it's bigger than tag teams. If you put her with somebody like Rhea, Bianca, Put her with Becky again. Put her with Bailey, Charlotte. Those people bring out the best in her, and, you know, she wants to work. I think, you know, I know she wants this tag team match, which is very cool. She wants to do something different, but she doesn't get the reaction she once did when she, you know, had her first match at WrestleMania 34, was in the main event of WrestleMania 35. I think, you know, she needs to go back to those brutal heel days and fight for a world championship again. And it's it's really tough with her because seeing her out of the title picture is very hard. And I hate to mm-hmm. say that because I don't think that somebody should always be in the title picture. But with somebody True. like that who came from UFC, the background she has in an Olympian, it's hard to, I don't want to say demote her, but take her out of those big feuds and have her in tag team stuff that she's in now. Us as fans, it's just a lot different. My only response to that is she needs to do something for herself that someone like Seth Rollins does. Yes. Seth Rollins hasn't been in the title picture in a long time. He's always been around there. Yes. But he still remains relevant. So how do you do that for Ronda Rousey? Right. Um, You have to develop a formula and get someone to get the fans behind her again because it seems like they've completely abandoned her, to be fair. I I also think her... I mean, she won the title after WrestleMania last year, but I think her taking a loss at WrestleMania last year was not needed, and I think that hurt her in a way because, you know, we were at Backlash when she came back and won the championship, which was a great match again. But she had a terrible title run, and she faced no one during that title run. I think Liv Morgan really did well in their feud, but a lot of those matches we could have gone without. Those weren't big money matches for Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I think the problem with Ronda... The thing with Ronda is, like, she needs, like Chris said, like, she's a bona fide heel at heart. I don't want to see her versus Rhea because I also think Rhea at heart is a bona fide heel. What she's doing today is her best work, and I've never been a fan of heel versus heel. I'm more, if we have to do, like, one of the same, I would rather do babyface versus babyface if I had to pick, like, the preferred one. I don't think Rhea and Ronda, there's really a story that would be creative, in my opinion. As far as, like, 
Rhonda's issue with her getting over. I just think it was, remember what Jeremy said a while ago, like she doesn't have the want that she used to have, the fire that she had in 2019. Her and Becky like performed some of the greatest like material on the mic. That buildup was probably the greatest woman's buildup I've ever seen for a woman's pay-per-view. I think she would thrive with a baby face, like a Bianca Belair. I think Sasha Banks, like Sasha and Bianca are the type of opponents that would thrive for Ronda and that would like get her juices flowing and motivate her. At this point, I don't know if we're going to get into our picks later on that match, but if her and Shayna do win that, I don't know how long their tag team reign would be. If they were to get be the number one contenders, you know, win the belts down the line, I really don't see like how long that um, momentum is going to live for because right now Ronda has nothing going for her right now, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it's a disappointing place uh, to be in. I think about her debut a lot. And when she came in at Rumble, and I think about how excited people were for her to be there. And I remember the first WrestleMania, her first match at WrestleMania was, you know, it was long as shit, but because it, it was a Triple H match, but it was very, very, like, they did so many good things in that match. And the story leading up to 20, uh, to WrestleMania 35 uh, in the Triple Threat was also fantastic. Like, you don't take. Like, all of them had, like, equal parts of that story. Obviously, Becky was probably the biggest story, but um, the magic was made in terms of that rivalry. It's also very interesting because her first run in 2018, like, even when she was facing Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss, we wanted to see those matches because we wanted to see more of Ronda Rousey. And now, like, I feel like the only way that she can kind of dig out of this grave that she's in is Becky Lynch. I feel like Becky Lynch is the only way that will take her out of the slump that she's been in since she returned last year. Um, and maybe get Here's her the thing, does Becky, out again. And I hate does to Becky that, even want to work at I mean, Ronda? Becky brings out the best in everyone too, but no, she doesn't. And that's unfortunate. <laughs> it's, it's very unfortunate that, you know, Becky Lynch doesn't want to work with Ronda Rousey considering the history that those two have together. And we never got that full circle moment. And what I think the thing with Rhonda is I think she's truly like, I think the fans are yeah. getting to her. Like when people criticize her wrestling ability as of the last two years, I think that's really getting to her head where Rhonda is kind of half-assed and everything, in my opinion. When she wants to work, she is a very good wrestler when she wants to work. Like her WrestleMania matches have all been bangers. Like with Charlotte at 35 like she can go so when she really gets her mind right like she is one of the best out there it's just she just needs to kind of drown the noise out uh screw what the fans think obviously like respect the fans over that but anyone that's down you that's just a hater just like screw them like just focus on you and then just get that motivation back and you'll be ready to go right back to that top spot It, it is something that you can get back. You just got to put in the work. Like, she, for me, listen, she also had a kid. You know, things happen, right, when the, when that type of stuff happens, and maybe she's just not fully invested in it anymore, which is completely understandable, honestly. Um, but if she wants it, you know, go back in, put put the groundwork in, do some training, and, you know, get back to the top. That's, that's how you got to do it. I, I reflect on all the time, too, the want – because I remember, like, you know, when I watched, like, Kurt Angle's documentaries, 
He said, if you get injured and you lose your spot, the only thing you want to do is reclaim that spot, right? So you got to make sure you do your best work to get back there. So for me, Ronda's, you know, she's not at the top. Maybe this tag team title run would be really good for them and they can make relevance out of a <laughs> out of two titles that mean absolutely fucking nothing in the company. So who knows? Maybe that will be really good for them. That that would bring Shayna like out of the whatever fucking abyss that she's in as well. Um, I was expecting way more for her on the main roster, obviously, with, with Vince in charge. It wasn't really going to happen, but we'll see. It could be exciting. And then the uh, the last piece of news here before we jump to our predictions, uh, LA Knight seems like a consensus lock backstage and internally to win uh, Mr. Money in the Bank this year. So uh, I just wanted to include this just for us already talking about this and discussing this. We discussed him for King of the Ring or potentially Money in the Bank. It seems like they're, he is very much headed for uh, stardom in late 2023. So my guess is, I'm not saying he's going to be champion, but I will say that, you know, within, once we hit SummerSlam time, uh, or, well, Money in the Bank time, if he does win Money in the Bank, but once we get past this mania cycle and go into the summer, I think he's going to be really, really heating up even more than he already is. So keep an eye out for that. Um, let's jump, jump into it, boys. So WrestleMania 39, we are finally here. My mouth is watering. There's a lot of tasty rivalries and matches on this card. As we were saying earlier, I'm a little bit more excited personally for this card than I was last year. And I thought there was a lot of exciting things last year. So if you don't know, if this is your first time listening or watching, How we do this, we go match by match, we give our winners, and we also give a certain amount of points attached to how confident we are that that person will win. Because there are 13 matches, it goes 1 through 13, so 13 would be the most confident in your match, and 1 would be the least confident in your match, and we assign a number to every match that we have. We were going to do night 1 and night 2 again, but um, we just don't have that concluded yet, which is... Uh, before we jump into it, that's kind of shocking because last year, I feel like going into the go-home shows, we knew exactly when everything was, night one and night two. Am I wrong with thinking that? Right. I'm pretty sure like, we right. there. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> that's weird, yeah. So maybe they're, maybe they're just trying to surprise us, which I'm fine with too. I don't mind not knowing going into it. I think that kind of gives... Obviously, you know Cody and Roman's going to be on night two main event. But the other matches, I'm I'm cool with. They they also, uh, what I didn't like was they casually mentioned that John Cena and Theory were opening the show. I don't know if you weren't watching Raw in that like two seconds that they talked about it, you wouldn't have fucking saw that. It's not like they're yeah they snuck that under the rug on that match. one. Right. So I hope they do a better job tonight of like. I was like, you got to promote that if you're actually going to do it. Not just mention it quickly and just cut to fucking commercial. Like, what are you doing? So hopefully tonight that looks a little bit better. Uh, but let's start. Uh, where do you gentlemen want to start? Let's go. Uh, let's just go down our list here. So the first match I have on this list, uh, Charlotte Flair going in as champ versus Rhea Ripley. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. We have Rhea Ripley. Winner of the Women's uh, Royal Rumble this year. 
uh, going on a heater pretty much the past like five, six months with Judgment Day. Um, I have Rhea Ripley for eight. I'm pretty confident she's going to win, but I only put an eight because I always am worried <laughs> about Charlotte Flair. So I think we all have that same worry here. So if this goes the other way, I 100% understand uh, why it would. So I am not alarmed, but um, I think the Judgment Day looks strong here in this match. And that is my rationale that they are going to continue uh, doing really, really well for the company. So I'm with you. I have Rhea Ripley. But I do have Rhea Ripley for twelve. <laughs> Holy shit, he's way more confident than I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I changed it earlier, but uh, <laughs> because of the Charlotte Flair factor, I'm pretty sure if we played this game for WrestleMania 34, I would have put the max on Asuka as well, and Charlotte oh, beat Asuka there too. So you yep. know, I can see this one going Charlotte's way too, just because she's Charlotte Flair. But I mean, Rhea's been so dominant; she won the Rumble. I don't think she can afford a loss right now because she's Agreed. been so dominant, the leader of the Judgment Day. So I'm going all in. I got Rhea for 12. But could Ronda Rousey afford a loss That's last true. year? All right. So no. I, I, <laughs> Asuka shouldn't have I lost either. So I second you gentlemen. I also have Rhea, but uh, I'm going 13. 13 on Rhea. Oh, my God. <laughs> And so my rationale is, so I'm going to kick myself if they give it back to fucking Charlotte, I swear to God. But my rationale is, you know, Rhea winning the Rumble, she's super white hot. She's You can make the case she's like the hottest woman going right now. Like she's the biggest thing going, maybe even more than Becky, everybody. She already lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania 36. I do see this as a typical, you know, road to redemption, you know, revenge type of WrestleMania for her, so I do not see how Rhea can afford a loss here. So that is my rationale for going the max on Rhea Ripley. So let's go, Rhea. The other thing I want to mention too is the story now that they're kind of promoting at this point is Rhea is talking about being a star. And in order to be a star, she needs mm -hmm. to beat Charlotte. Yeah. I do think that's a legitimate... And I'm happy they included that in this feud because... I do think this puts her over in terms of being that next level star if she does beat Charlotte. Like Charlotte still is. I won't I won't tell Sean no. this, but Sean, Listen, your I, opinion, she still your is opinion. The goat of women's wrestling as far as I'm concerned. Accomplish, accomplishment wise. But uh so Charlotte will and uh, will, don't, Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is um, this actual in-ring match will be very good. Their WrestleMania, uh, their last WrestleMania match was good. This, I think, will be better. And we get the opportunity to see it in front of fans, and I, I do think it'll it'll be really good. So I, I'm happy that this is still the match. Like, when Rhea was chosen, I originally thought, obviously, and I think all of us did, it was going to be Bianca. So... I'm okay with this still just because I, I do think Charlotte will still put on a good match. So I'm pretty excited for the match as well. So we got a couple <laughs> confident boys for the first match. Uh, let's go to the next uh, women's match. Let's go to 
Jesus, this is uh this is the one we can sleep through. Uh not necessarily in ring. Uh Bianca Belair versus Oscar. I've slept through the build for this match. Uh it's hard to put into perspective what the build has been. You know, usually I like to describe what's been going on. What I can tell you is every week, uh, Bianca and Oscar are somewhere around the ring. One of them have a match, and Oscar comes in and has shit dripping from her mouth. That's pretty much been the feud. Um, don't get me wrong. Like, I do think it'll be a good match, but uh, not much else to say besides that. And you know, I don't know what, I'm going to stick it right up the fucking ass because I'm having Bianca retain, and maybe that's a heart pick over a head pick. But give me Bianca Belair for four. I just don't see, if Asuka wins, how do you promote her? What is she going to do? Um, don't get me wrong, I would not be surprised in the slightest when she wins. Uh, but I'm I'm going with Bianca. I just don't see how you take the belt off of her to give it to Asuka, who can't promote a, a WrestleMania match. So that's me. I'm going the other way. <laughs> I'm going the other way with this one. I got Asuka. And I wow. have Oh, nine. shit. Holy Ooh, shit. I love nine. the difference in opinion already. Yes. We are ready. I, I have Asuka for nine. I, I agree with you with everything you said about how do you promote her? She can't talk. She's going to be Raw Women's Champion or whatever. Hasn't yeah. stopped them before. Hasn't stopped them before, right. But how, 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 how do you have this woman win a Royal Rumble, however many years ago, lose at WrestleMania, and now win an Elimination Chamber and have her lose again at WrestleMania for the title? I think this is her moment. Um, she's only getting older. I mean, I think people forget. Yeah, in her forties. Yeah, she's in her forties. I always forget that. I will give her a ton of credit. Right. I did not. Realize, she doesn't. I never realized how old she, she is. doesn't wrestle like it. Trust me, she wrestles like she's a lot yeah. younger. But I think this is her moment to actually capture a women's championship at WrestleMania. So I'm going all in on this one again for Oscar. I got Oscar right. for nine. So Jeremy, I had the same exact. I had the same exact prediction as you. I had Bianca for four. So my rationale of it is I don't think oh, that Asuka wow. has done enough to convince me that she's worthy of – I mean, obviously, in-ring, she's excellent. There is no criticism of her in-ring ability. The buildup has been the worst buildup of a match I've ever seen in probably the last decade. And to me, this – in the last, in the last decade, it. it's been absolute <laughs> awful with the shit coming out of her mouth, stare-downs, pointing at the WrestleMania sign – to me, you have to convince me that you're worthy of it, like from the build up, and like it's believable. Bianca, to me, needs to retain this because I see more, like more feuds down the line for it that are going to be more compelling with the storyline perspective, and that's what Triple H, to me, like kind of like embodies. Like he looks at, ahead at the storytelling, and then he the in ring ability is never going to be an issue because Bianca can go with anybody. So can Oscar. So I will not be surprised if Oscar were to win this match. And she probably, most likely, probably will. This is more of a heart overhead pick, but I'm going Bianca for four. <laughs> yep. So if so, if Bianca <laughs> retains, right? Let's just say if hypothetical. Who does she face next, and who beats her for the title? No fucking idea. Because it's, <laughs> it's not Bailey, it's not Becky, it's not Oscar. Rhea's gonna beat Charlotte. Does Charlotte come over to Raw and beat Bianca Belair? You know what, Chris? Funny you say that. Funny you say that because I was about to say there's going to be a draft. 
There's going to be a draft. Charlotte's going to go right over there, and she's going to win the fucking belt again. We'll not be surprised by it. And then she'll turn heel. That'll be the... Don't get me wrong. I'll also take that match for SummerSlam. Uh, Bianca versus Charlotte, because that's a match I still want to see. Obviously, I want to see it at a Mania, because Bianca has beat every... And maybe that's where they go next year. Maybe they're both in the same show. Charlotte takes the title, and she runs with it through Survivor Series, all that stuff. Bianca comes back, and that's the match you have next year at WrestleMania, Bianca taking the title back from Charlotte. Mm. It's like I'm booking this right in my I head guess, right now, and if this fucking comes I true, can see Raquel Rodriguez and also Liv Morgan going over the Raw, um, Oscar being heel, and then Raquel or Liv being baby faces in that. So that would be a good yeah, feud I'd like to true. see too. True. I also think this has to – one of these times, I don't know if they'll pull the trigger, but – uh, is Bianca going to end up turning at some point? Just because she is a money maker, I don't know if they'll do that. The only contrary to that opinion is, and I think an absolute like example of this would be Roman Reigns. So Roman is heel, but he's still the face of the company. So it's obviously possible. Yeah. It's not like just because she sells a ton of merchandise and she has a great demographic of folks, of fans in wrestling, does not mean that she can't be heel on TV. Right. So. We'll see. Uh, next match. <laughs> Brock Lesnar versus Omos. Mm, what a match. Uh, build so far. Not been solid. Uh, Omos has struggled <laughs> to clothesline Brock Lesnar out of the ring. We will see how the weigh-in goes tonight, but uh, I'm not that excited for it. Brock hasn't been there every week. I think he's only been there once or twice. Uh, Almas last week, I forget. Was it Mustafa Ali that he was against? He absolutely destroyed him in like two seconds. Uh, so they're, you know, they're, they're making him look a little bit better, but uh, yeah, I went with Brock Lesnar. I, I don't, I want Brock Lesnar for two. This is another match I could see going either way. For me, it, I understand Brock Lesnar needs to put over people. Putting over Omas, I just don't know what that does for him. Like for Omas, I guess it's a, a big, you know, it's a big win for him. He beats Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar has also been on a fucking losing streak. Like he's lost a ton recently. So if he only has a few matches left, does he really agree to that he's going to lose his last couple of matches or whatever? I don't know, man. It's, uh,. It's a tough one for me. So I picked Brock for two, but I can also see this going either way. I went Brock as well, um, but I'm with you. I could see it also going either way, but I'm a little bit more confident. I have Brock for eight. Um, wow. Brock's last win at okay. WrestleMania was WrestleMania 34. Yeah. So Holy shit. Yeah. I did not even know how that's off my yep. head. <laughs> so oh my God. he needs a win here. He cannot afford a loss to <laughs> almost at a WrestleMania. Uh, that, don't be surprised. I mean, uh, true, but uh, God, the build's been terrible. Um, the match is <laughs> the, the match is going to end with Brock Lesnar picking that big boy up and f fiving him, and that's going to how that's it's going to be a five minute match. Brock Lesnar's going to win in five minutes, so I got Brock for eight. In some of his interviews, I will say, Omos does look like a like a really nice guy, oh, like yeah. down to earth person. Yep. Uh, his character is not portrayed well on TV. Like, I think they want him to be this, like, behemoth, like, 
I, I feel like he struggles to play the bad guy role as well. And like maybe he should just be like a, a giant guy, but like someone that's more face rather than heel, because he just seems like he's forced. That's like when you with M- when um when you're with MVP, you're kind right? of forced he's to be heel because of how MVP's demeanor is. Um, so I'm gonna piggyback off you guys. I also have Brock. Correct. I'm gonna go more a little more confident. I'm going. I'm going Brock. Going Brock wow. for nine. Brock and I think this is. Okay. Wow. And no, Chris. Chris already touched base on because I actually did research on this. Um, that's I found that stat as well about Brock's last win, and that alone is one of the main reasons why Brock cannot afford a loss. You know, he needs momentum. He needs something to get on a winning streak. And the Lashley rivalry was absolutely awful. I didn't enjoy one single match they had. Brock, this match should be no longer than five minutes. You know, Brock display the super strength, the F five on almost and then just get it out of the way almost obviously that is going to be interesting. i will I, I will say it is going to be interesting to see how he gets well here's him. the thing i believe he <laughs> i have no doubt he'll get him up the thing is how is he going <laughs> to safely f5 him without injuring him the german suplexes <laughs> i'm terrified bad. about i mean yeah. it's a big show but yeah the german is definitely so yeah brock for nine <laughs> oh, you guys, you guys are fucking confident already. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We have uh, next, which uh, in my opinion could be match of the weekend, match of the year candidate. Uh, we have the triple threat Intercontinental Championship match. We have the champion Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. Uh, this match could definitely steal the weekend and steal a lot of opportunities for match of the year. Um, going into this feud, you know, been very good. Uh, McIntyre basically started off this feud by wanting to challenge Gunther at WrestleMania. Sheamus came down, talk about what a backstabber Drew McIntyre was. That is the only championship he hasn't won. A lot of cool storylines going into this. Every single time Drew and Sheamus fight, it's very physical. Who could be like the legitimate third person to be just as physical as them? And the answer is Gunther. That that is just going to be such a demanding match. And I think it could go like 30 minutes. As weird as that is, depending where it is on the card, you know, 25 minutes. I could see it going that long. I just think these guys are going to tear the house down. And what and uh, I'm just really, really, really excited for this match. And what I will say is just thinking about this run from Gunther with the Intercontinental title, it feels so much more important, obviously, than it did before. And you know, he's made it the one of the prominent titles on the show. uh, When Roman isn't there, you know, it's the Intercontinental Championship, and it's Gunther's show when Roman isn't there, basically. Uh, So for me. I have Sheamus pulling off the win here. I am not as confident either in this match, but I do have Sheamus for three. I also don't know if that's more of a heart overhead pick because I could easily see Gunther retaining. I do not think Drew McIntyre has a chance of winning this match, but I, I, you know, if he does, so be it. I just think, they love their Grand Slam champions. They love their statistical champions. 
So for Sheamus to win this title, because I don't know how much, I mean, he's he's not too old, but I don't know how much time, you know, he has to really uh, regain an opportunity to get the Intercontinental title. So, and what better place to do it at WrestleMania? So I got Sheamus for three. I think he's going to pull it out and redeem the loss to Gunther uh, the past two two matches he had with him. So I think this is an opportunity for him to get back a win. Yeah, I think this comes down uh, comes down to Sheamus and Gunther. I really do. Um, McIntyre is kind of a wild card. He's kind of thrown in there, but he he gels well with the other two. That's why this is going to yes. be such an incredible match. It's three guys. They're very, you know, they look exactly like physically. They're all huge. They all hit hard. They're gonna beat the shit out of each yeah, other. they're going to beat the shit out of each other. And I, I have Sheamus coming out with a win here. So I have Sheamus for six, actually. And this is also a heart pick for me. I think that guy had such a good year last year. He deserves this. And this this is where it's interesting to me. I do think that Sheamus pins McIntyre. I don't think Gunther is going to get pinned here to lose his championship. We heard I him mention We heard him mention that on SmackDown. How are you going to put me in a match where I don't have to get pinned to lose my title? That Correct. makes him look still so strong if he's not the one pinned. And they want that guy to be a future main eventer. This is the way to do yep. it. Have Sheamus pin McIntyre for the title. They can have a one-on-one feud. Get Gunther away from the IC title and into a main event picture. And I think that's the exactly way to do right. it. So I got Sheamus for seven. I have Sheamus for seven. And I think the formation of this match is very similar, actually almost scary identical to what 35 was, like the women's triple threat, where it's focused on Ronda versus Becky, and then Charlotte was kind of like the filler to make the extra spice to it. This is Gunther versus Sheamus, throw McIntyre in there for the added spice, make the match that much better. McIntyre, I give a 5% chance of winning this match. It just comes down to Gunther and Sheamus. Sheamus, the last two years, has been some of the best work of his entire career. This is his moment. He needs to redeem that loss in the absolute banger at Clash of the Castle, which was one of the best matches in recent memory. Um, I also think that McIntyre will eat the pinfall as well because of the reports that um, Triple H is going to push him to the moon for that world title spot. And what better way than to have him lose the belt but come out strong by not eating a pinfall and then going on to bigger and better things. And Sheamus will redeem that belt, get his revenge, and then have a nice singles run with the belt. So give me Sheamus for subbing. This might be up there top three matches for me in terms of what I'm most excited for for the weekend. Uh, the next, oh, I don't know what's close because there's a lot of good there's ones. So the many next good match matches. is another one. The next match is another one. So we have Edge versus Finn Balor. The Hell in a Cell match. Um, it seems to be Demon Balor and Brood Edge by Edge's promo last week and what has been said about the Demon uh, previously by Edge and Finn Balor. For me here, this story has gone on for a long time. It seems like Edge has been feuding with the Judgment Day since he's broken up with them. And uh, that's that's been a while. That's you know probably a good seven, eight, nine, nine months now. So I think uh, it was interesting because if I was to do this prediction before they won the mixed tag match, I may have had a different answer. Uh, For me, the theme of this WrestleMania is the Judgment Day come out looking extremely strong and they are the best faction 
minus probably the bloodline. But the way I'm predicting it, the bloodline won't be, is they are the best faction on the roster coming out of WrestleMania. So I do have Finn Balor, and I have him for seven going over Edge. I think Edge, at this point, I understand he also hasn't won at WrestleMania in a while. But I think having Edge go over, just I don't know if it just makes sense to me. Because he got the win in the mixed tag match. So for me, I have Balor going over. I'm opposite of you yet again. I <laughs> have Edge for seven. So oh, okay. same it's number, different yeah. result. Um, but I agree with everything you said. I mean, aside from Bloodline, Judgment Day is the best faction in wrestling right now, in WWE at least. And, yeah. you know, Finn Balor, I'm happy for that guy. He wasn't even on the card last year. And to be put in a it's feud... sad to say. Exactly. To be put in a feud with one of the greatest of all time in a Hell in a Cell match where he's going to bring out his mm. demon character. This is going to mm. be a hell of a run. This is going to be a hell of a match. And the only reason I have Edge is because when I think back on so many different feuds, somehow the good guy always comes out on yeah. top. And I know I said this before, but I, I really don't think that Demon Balor should lose because he lost against Roman as Demon Balor. But he's going up against Brood Edge. At least we think it's going to be Brood Edge. And I'm seeing yeah. reports of Gangrel possibly being there. I also saw that. You don't Gangrel. lose yes. in front of the guy who was the leader <laughs> of the Brood. So I don't got, lose when Gangrel is you there. You don't lose with Gangrel there because Priesty is going to be in Balor's corner. We already know that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is a, definitely a heart pick for me because I could have easily picked Balor. I love Balor, too but I, I got edge for seven. So when I saw the reports as well that Gangrel and Damian Priest are going to have a spot rumored in this match, that is what influenced <laughs> me to pick edge. And I pick edge for six in this match. And even though in Jeremy, you are right that like edge did get the upper edge on Finn Balor in the mixed tag. But to me, I still feel that that's not enough. I feel like he needs a singles one-on-one -on -one victory over him. And Balor, even though there was interference in the I quit match, I still feel like that did a lot of damage to Edge. Like, um, obviously, it was embarrassing. Like, where he was forced to say "I quit," where they use um, his wife as like for ransom, essentially. So, I think he comes out on top. We see Brood Edge. Um, there's going to be Gangrel interference, so it doesn't make the demon look as weak. So that's how I think it gets done. Whether it's a spear or some other bizarre spot, there's going to be it's going to be bloodshed. That's what I will think is going to happen. But Edge for six. <laughs> spicy for our prediction yeah well. <laughs> interesting predictions here yeah we got some good ones we usually are similar on a lot we have definitely some differences for mania uh next we have Liv and raquel natty and shotzi Rhonda and Shayna baszler versus uh at this moment it's a tba team we're not really sure who's going to be put in that fourth spot for me here, um, this is one of the showcase matches. They also didn't say if these were number one contender matches, which um, I'm really hoping they come out and say tonight that these are for number one contenders matches because what else would you put them on the card for unless it's like, you know, make it somewhat meaningful unless it's just a match. Um, so for me here, I don't see anyone winning except for Ronda and Shayna. Um, and if anyone does win besides that, I'd be 
So the only other team I guess would be Liv and Liv and Raquel, but I, I, they're not a team. So for me, it's it's Ronda and Shane, and I have confident. A on it. Confident. Wow, you're confident in that one. I honestly yeah. didn't. I honestly didn't expect yeah. anybody to be confident in these fatal four way matches because, personally, I can see them going anyway. Especially now, if there's a report about Ronda Rousey having yeah. a fucked up arm, you know, yeah. I'm with you though. I have Ronda and Shayna for four. I do think that they could have Liv and Raquel win this match though, because I know how yeah. much they love Liv. She had a good year last year. Raquel is up and coming. Um, For sure. Shane has been buried ever since she's been brought up to the main roster. Unfortunately, that's coming from a huge Shane Baszler fan. And yeah. I mean, the three of us, I think we still love Ronda Rousey regardless. So I do. I think it's between those two teams, but I see it going Ronda and Shayna. I think Ronda needs this win. I think Shayna needs this win. And I think they do need those tag team titles to make them relevant again. So I was going to say for legitimacy to right. like add them as a tag team, it just makes sense for them to win. Right, exactly. So I got them for four. I don't trust them though. Yeah. Because no, legitimacy no. means nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Vince McMahon, if he is in charge, if Vince McMahon is back in creative, I saw a report that he laughed in someone's face and said, fuck them about the fans because he didn't uh, care what we wanted. I forget what it was. In if Vince is in charge, in if Vince, Vince is in charge, Liv is 1,000% winning that. He loves his blondes. So I am I am going Ronda and Shayna for five. Um, I can't see anybody else like possibly winning this that really makes any sense to me because I look at Raquel's first tag team run with Aaliyah. It wasn't memorable. It was short. Maybe it was because of who her tag team partner was. Maybe, obviously, Liv is a huge upgrade, but still, I don't see why they would do a tag team. I think Raquel's better off as a singles competitor. Same thing with Liv. Ronda and Baszler need this win for momentum purposes. And I do want to see Ronda get some tag team gold down the line. So, assuming this is for you know a number one contender spot, which we're not sure yet, but assuming that it is, they need this victory and kind of get Ronda's like confidence back up. So Ronda and Shayna for five. All right, yep. all the same on that one. <laughs> yeah, the next uh, the next match is the other uh, Fatal Four Way Tag match. This is the men's. So we have Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus the Viking Raiders versus Alpha Academy. Uh, for me, this one is kind of a process of elimination pick. I also potentially only see two teams really winning this. So the Street Profits or the Viking Raiders. Gable and Otis are probably on the verge of breaking up at some point, in my opinion. Uh, Braun Strowman and Ricochet, they've had a decent run. I will give them credit. They've had a pretty good run. We gave Braun a compliment? A wow. Team. I don't fucking care about Braun Strowman. So. <laughs> yeah, I I peppered it in there with I don't really care about him, but what I will back say, compliment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I will what I will say what I will say is this: I'll give them a chance to win this match. Maybe it's only ten percent, but um, my pick is I'm actually fairly confident in this as well. I think the Viking Raiders win this match. I think they're the team that would benefit the most from having a big win at WrestleMania to push them forward. The Street Profits are already proven. So for me, it just makes sense to have 
the War Raiders, Viking Raiders, whatever you want to call them, go over. Um, and I, I have a 10 on Whoa, this. Shit! Holy shit! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow! You're going to be pissed yeah, when they lose. Going for it, boys. You're going to be pissed when Braun Strowman pins You see the Strowman boys. Express! Oh, <laughs> 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 Woo! Oh, God. Wow. Yeah. So give me, give me the Viking Raiders for 10. I love it. Well, I think this is one. <laughs> I think this is one that, honestly, you could just pick out of a hat. I think any yeah. four of these teams could win. Two of them, to me, are legitimate tag teams, like you said. Street Profits and Viking Raiders. I don't think either of them win. I really don't. Wow. I have Strowman and Ricochet for five. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. I Don't ask it. why. I so Jeremy, why. I, I love it. Oh, sorry. I think that they paired them together for some odd reason. No, no, no. All good. I think they paired them together for some odd reason. And I think they pick up a win at WrestleMania 39. Do I hope that happens? <laughs> for game purposes, yes. <laughs> for creative booking purposes, no. Creative oh, purposes, God. I would love the Viking Raiders to win this match. Um, I think they deserve, you know, if this is a number one contenders match at some point, I think they deserve a run at some tag titles. They're so good for those that didn't see any, any of them in NXT. They're phenomenal. So, you know, creative purposes, I do hope that they get it done, but I went the other way with Braun and Ricochet. For so five. Jeremy, I think me and you low, me and you low key, like collaborate on this because I did the same exact method when doing this. I did process of elimination. So I'm picking the Viking Raiders, but I'm only doing it two. So when I look at Alpha Academy, when I'm doing Alpha Academy, clearly Woo! Gable is going to be on a singles run. So any given moment, any week, they're going to split up Otis and Gable, and they can start that singles run. The Street Profits, you know, we've seen them over the years have like a lot of title matches, everything, and they've kind of subconsciously been teasing a Montez Ford singles run. I don't know when that's going to happen. I think it's going to be more sooner than later. Braun and Ricochet, I still don't think that that tag match is like that tag is going to be very long with them. I think any given moment, Braun can turn heel on Ricochet and then Ricochet can go back to doing like his singles run. The Viking Raiders need this because I'm also looking at it. If this is for like a number one contender spot, my pick for the winners of, you know, the co-main event for the tag match, you know, which we're going to get into, I think they're going to be the number one contenders and we're going to heal in the baby face type thing. That's kind of influencing like from a storyline perspective. So that's what I'm doing. Viking Raiders for two. The next match is the tag team match that Sean was just mentioning. Uh, the Usos, the champions. Against probably the biggest story, uh, Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens. This is a bloodline feud story. And uh, what a great build it has been for this match. Uh, from Kevin Owens ignoring Sami Zayn for weeks, not wanting to help him, to finally getting that huge pop moment with the hug and the crowd was wild. Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it is very something, very much something that. Uh, again, top three matches that I'm look for, looking forward to. This is firmly in there for not only just match purposes. I think it's going to be a fantastic match. I also want to see where they're going to put it on the card. Because as of us recording, they still have not confirmed the night one main event. So we still don't know what that's going to be. Uh, for me, I'm confident. Give me Kevin Owens 
and Sami Zayn for 12. I am very confident in this match. Um, I, I think that to have this story play out, it has to play out with them winning at WrestleMania and winning the tag belts. If you delay this, I think it loses a little bit of steam if they were lo- to lose here and have a rematch at Backlash and then win the titles. I just don't think it hits a significant piece of, okay, the story is not finished. This has to be the, the storybook ending for these two. So I'm very confident in this, and give me uh, Owens and Zayn for 12. This match should absolutely main event night one. There's no story in wrestling bigger than this right now going into WrestleMania. And there's only one outcome to this match that I see happening, and it's Sammy and KO coming out on top. I have them for 10. Um, So I'm also very confident. I think this should be main event because this would be a Daniel Bryan-esque crowd reaction at at the end of night one of them holding up those tag team titles over the Usos. This is Sami yeah. Zayn's moment that's been waited for for months. I know it's not the world championship like everybody kind of wanted it to be, but, you know, to win the tag titles from Jimmy and Jay, that's just as sweet for him, especially with his yeah. best friend by his side. So, you know, I have Sami and KO for a 10. I don't see any other outcome. I have KO and Sami for 12. And this has clearly been the best storyline going right now. And Sammy, to me, what better way to cap off like this uh, roller coaster ride that he's got? He caught fire like probably quicker than, well, I'd say the last time we saw it that like memorable was probably Daniel Bryan of 2014 for WrestleMania 30, that whole entire year. He just got the white light immediately in. Booking-wise, I don't even think creative thought that Sammy was going to get over this fast because this was supposed to be three months or so, and then they were going to kind of kick out Sammy. KO's been long overdue for gold as well, so why not start at the beginning, give them the tag belts for a while, cap off this amazing like bloodline storyline as far as like the Sammy and Jay and Jimmy part. Obviously, KO being heavily involved as well because he's been the victim of like God knows how many beatdowns and super kicks he took to the head, but... We're going to get, hopefully, this needs to happen, so we'll see a good outcome with uh, these guys. They'll be the new tag team champions. Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, this match, top three matches that I'm looking forward to, and just the reactions for some of these matches are just going to be absolutely fucking incredible. Uh, The next match, the father versus son Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio singles match that was just agreed upon uh, this past Friday on SmackDown when Rey Mysterio finally couldn't take it anymore. Uh, Dominic was just jawing at his mom and his sister. Ah, just played out so well. This story has been fucking great. For me, probably a top three story in terms of leading up to this WrestleMania. Just so enticing of, we knew we were going to get this match. We just weren't sure when the outcome was, when they were going to announce it. Obviously, we thought about Hall of Fame. That could be interrupted, that type of thing. But what what a moment here. Rey Mysterio finally goes weeks without hitting Dominic. Uh, he gets... <laughs> Dominic comes over. He's telling his mother to shut up right in her face really loud. Rey comes down the ramp, and he just absolutely slugs him and accepts his match at WrestleMania. I thought this played out really well. 
this plays into, again, what I think is going to happen is the Judgment Day comes out looking strong. I have Dominic Mysterio going over his dad uh, for five. I, I think Dominic gets that nod of approval from his dad and is, you know, I think Ray is very much willing to push his son as far as he can before he leaves. So for him to do that, I think he picks up a win over him at WrestleMania. So uh, this, like Jeremy said, top three feud going into WrestleMania. To me, it's probably the second best booked. Uh, it's been so long, you know, of Dominic antagonizing Ray, trying to get him to hit him for so long. Um, and I think, you know, this is, it's interesting, like I said before, that Ray is going into the Hall of Fame this year while he's still like kind of full-time active. We've never really yep. seen somebody who's active full-time get inducted. And there's not going to be a better way to cap off the WrestleMania weekend for Ray than picking up a win over his son. I got Ray. <laughs> I got Ray for three. Um, I'm very excited for this match, you know, being uh, us being huge fans of Ray's kids. Um, this is yeah. going to be such a, such a fun feud to see live and match. And, you know, I can definitely see Ray putting over his son as well, but I think, there's going to be a level of respect between them in the ring. And I do think that Ray is going to put his son in his place pretty much like don't step to me ever again. So I, I got Ray for three. I think, I don't think Ray necessarily needs a win here, but I really don't think a loss for Dominic will do much to him because he's still so young and has so much room for growth. I also have Ray for three. Uh, father will defeat son in this match. I think. Um, wow. the buildup was, has been phenomenal, you know, <laughs> have, having family involved, uh, the shots that Dominic was talking about, you know, you were never there for all those soccer games, all those, whatever, insert whatever event possible. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> yeah. When he, when he had, um, Angie and um, his sister, Aaliyah out there, I thought that was a perfect cap to finally like provoke Ray to finally, it's like, all right, listen, you'd said this to my wife, your mother, that's it. You're getting... I'm not taking any more of your disrespect. I was very. Sh- Mom, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it reminded me of the. It, it reminded me of the Eddie Guerrero shut my, up when my, he was doing the rocks. Reminded me. It reminded me of fast saying that to his mom. <laughs> Just kidding, fast. Um. Anyway, I. Th- Kind of will agree with Chris on this, though. Like, Dominic can afford a loss here. It's not going to do any damage. Um, I can see Judgment Day getting involved and accidentally costing Dominic the match. I can see something like that happening. Um, Ray getting a clean victory is also very doable. But I just think it's one of those things where, you know, Ray had zero offense in except, you know, last week in SmackDown. Dominic has been beating the hell out of Ray. Outside, going showing up at his house with Rio, hitting him with the crutch, like every event possible. Ray's been taking a beating. Ray needs this win, and then I still think that this feud continues down the line. And Dominic will eventually beat Ray, but for number one, I think Ray gets the first match out of the way on Dominic. That's actually an interesting point. What you just said too, Sean, is I also think there is potential if Ray does win this match. Del feud will keep going because we all we talked about Ray potentially retiring at WrestleMania. 
and it seems like he's a little bit more reinvigorated, so maybe he just continues this story with Dominic for a little while longer. So that is a great point. Uh, The next match, we have another match I'm very excited for, Austin Theory against John Cena, opening up night one, as we found out last week on Raw. Uh, For me, I'm hoping Cena is on Raw this week or SmackDown this week to help promote a little bit more because we haven't had too, too much. Theory's kind of been tugging along on his own, cutting a promo after every match he's had on Raw these past couple weeks. Uh, Their first, you know, their first battle on the mic was pretty good. A lot of people were saying Cena absolutely cooked him. I didn't think that was the case, so I thought Theory did fine. Uh, For me, this could also is somewhat of a toss-up because if you have a surprise that comes out night two, John Cena could do his open challenge and you have an additional match. I did not go that route. I have Austin Theory solidifying his spot as being in the future uh, a main event talent and a, a clear main event talent. I have Austin Theory for six. I think they're going to, just like Gunther, they're going to strap the fucking rocket to this kid's back and push him as hard as he can. The relevance of the U.S. belt will be coming back because Theory has it. And once he drops it, he's going to drop it and that rocket will be attached. So I think uh, Austin Theory picked up the win here over John Cena. I just think John Cena will be okay. And I think he will enjoy putting Austin Theory over because he knows that the company sees a lot in this kid and he himself sees a lot in him. So for me, that's that's why I think he gets over. I am so happy that we're finally getting John Cena in a match again at WrestleMania. It's been so long since he's actually had like a legit one-on-one televised WrestleMania match. I think they said it's been nine, eight years. WrestleMania 31 was the last time that he had a singles match that was actually televised. Because the Undertaker one wasn't televised. And then he had a tag match (laughs) match. at 33. So the singles match, this is the first one. That's so wild. it's been long overdue. And what better way to start WrestleMania night one than have John Cena go over on Austin wow. and win the U.S. championship. Wow. Just like oh he did God. at WrestleMania 20. <laughs> Just like he wow. did in his first ever WrestleMania. What better way? I have John Cena for two. I'm not confident wow. in this. I am not confident in this whatsoever. <laughs> As you see, I have a two on it. I would love for John Cena to come out night two at some point and issue an open challenge. Maybe Austin Theory knocks on the door again and does win. He could win it back night two. Maybe Bobby Lashley, Randy Orton, maybe somebody new. It can go anyway. But I think this would be a great way to start the show. I don't think that Austin Theory losing to a legend like John Cena will hurt him that bad. Um... But it definitely could, like you said, just push him even further than he's already gone. Um, maybe Correct. it, maybe it, maybe it would stop a little momentum that he has right now with the U.S. Championship, and you know, he kind of reinvented himself. So maybe it would stop that for a little bit. But I mean, this is just a heartbreak <laughs> for me. This is John Cena opening <laughs> match of WrestleMania. I have flashbacks to WrestleMania 20 U.S. Championship. Give me John Custom Cena. Nuts. Imagine these custom nuts. Is he going to come out thugging out like John Cena? Oh, if he does, he's not losing. I'm scared if to he death. Does, he is not <laughs> if he comes out to basic thugonomics and he's a throwback jersey, I'm scared for my life. 
So I'm going Austin Theory for 11 here. Um, as much for creative purposes. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> That's a John Cena as, For creative purposes, I would love John Cena for this game. Austin Theory needs this win. Like, kind of going back to what Jeremy said, like, this kid is going to be the face of the company in the future, whether it's three years, whether it's five or six years down the line. The potential they have in Austin Theory is he's, gonna, he's the next guy to be the face of the company. Once, like, Roman and Seth are all done, he needs to go over on his idol. And because he's one of the guys that, like, Cena was one of, like, Theory's guys that he loved watching growing up. And Cena sees a lot of Theory in himself. And to me, Cena puts everybody over now. Like he's in the stage of his career where I don't see him, you know, winning like the belt and then even doing a back-to-back wrestling match. I think those days are over. I just think he's so far gone into Hollywood that he's just in a whole different path of direction in his life right now where he's his only goal right now is to kind of just return, put over the young talent, and then just kind of like put the rocket um, to their um, no character and just kind of let them go about it. Casino has no problem putting people over. He did it with Roman. He's done it with, um, you know, Bray Wyatt in the Firefly Funhouse match. Like, he has no problem doing stuff like this. Would I like John Cena to win? That'd be very cool. I love John Cena. Like, what's better than John Cena US title open challenge? That'd be cool. But I just think that theory at this stage right now, like, he's is just a must win in this scenario. I know you said that uh, he he's putting people over at this point in his career, but you got to think at some point that has to stop because think about a lot of other legends that have come back, like The Rock. When he first came back, he beat John Cena his first match back. Stone Cold just came back, and he could have more matches left in him. True. He beat Kevin Owens. So they do put people over to a point, and I think John Cena has been doing that a lot lately with Roman. He put over Undertaker WrestleMania 34 for what reason? I don't know. <laughs> so to me, it's like, you know, he's done all these things. I feel like at this point, this is the guy that he's going to beat. And maybe they come back to it at some point. But that's just my opinion, cool. obviously. But, you know, we'll see. Night one. He's got the rationale for John Cena winning the U.S. title. <laughs> I would. I, I, I want it. I also. It. I w- <laughs> <laughs> what I will say, if he comes, down, yeah, for sure. I would not mind multiple matches yeah, with these two. So th- those two would put on a good show for sure. That's why they're <laughs> kicking off um, night one. Yeah. Yep. I just don't see Cena being able to give more than a night or two nights. Like this weekend, I think will be all that we get from him for a while. Yeah. Till SummerSlam, maybe, if he goes against Logan Paul. But who knows? Uh, next match, we have... <laughs> speaking of Seth uh, Logan Paul, we have uh, Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins. Uh, another very, very good in-ring match that I'm very much looking forward to. Logan Paul is very easy to hate in the in the wrestling world, and um, but a person that is starting to gain a whole lot of respect... And I think Seth, you know, I think this was brought to him and say, you know what, we can do this match. And I think he was all for it because he sees what Logan has done. Um, For me, this is clear that Seth Rollins needs also to win this match. And I think Logan has been, you know, Seth has been letting him get the upper hand for the past few weeks now. And it seems like 
that will continue into WrestleMania. I don't know about tonight. But for me, I think Seth Rollins needs this match. He's another guy I don't want to see keep losing. He needs to start building up some victories and really, you know, pushing himself back towards that main event picture. So for me, a win here makes a lot of sense for Seth Rollins. And he was my most confident. Give me 13 on Seth Rollins winning this match. Uh, I, I think he is the one for me that this match stood out as I don't see him losing. Seth absolutely cannot lose here. His his last win at WrestleMania was WrestleMania 35 against Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Logan Paul is a guy who can really lose to anybody and still put on a fantastic match. He put on a top five match with Roman last year for the title. So I'm very confident in Seth Rollins. I have Seth for an 11. Um, I think this match is going to be incredible in ring. I think they're both Agreed. you know top athletes in the company. And, you know, Logan Paul, he's proven a lot coming from the YouTube and, you know, boxing. The guy's just an absolute athlete. So these two, I think, fit well together. I've been saying I want to match with them for probably a year now or a little bit less than that. Maybe around SummerSlam, I started saying it. So I'm excited for this. I have Seth for an 11. He cannot lose. I have Seth Rollins for 10. And, you know, kind of going off what you guys said, Seth, victory, he cannot lose to Logan. Um, Logan's a part-timer, essentially. He's a great part-timer, but it doesn't make any sense for Seth to lose to a part-timer in this stage right now because he hasn't won at rest till WrestleMania 35. This whole buildup, he's has very little offense. I don't even think he's had any offense, like, from a physicality standpoint. Like, the only thing we saw... From the um, only thing we saw was when, um, you know, he knocked out Miz, uh, took his phone... And like FaceTime Logan on Miz's phone, and he was like, "Bye bye, bitch," um, and that was pretty much it. Uh, Logan has been doing <laughs> knockout punch after knockout punch. Yeah, that dude can pack a punch, and Seth can really sell it. I'll tell you that. So Logan's been dominating the build up. I just don't see how anyway Seth loses this match. Um, this match has the potential to be match of the night from an in ring perspective because both of them are incredible athletes. Seth is my mm-hmm. favorite in ring right now i think he's the best in the company right now and then what logan has proven like the four or five matches he's had he can go with the best of them so give me seth for uh 10 on that one the next match we have the six women's tag match damage control so bailey dakota kai io sky against trish lita and becky lynch um not a crazy feud. Obviously, it's lasted a little while. They brought Trish into the fold. They've been mixing it up. Uh, Trish got jumped a couple weeks ago by Damage Control to show dominance. And to get them some offense and seems what they have getting every feud and they seem to get buried every single time they're on TV. But maybe that's just me. I'm not sure. Uh, I have <laughs> another confident thing. But for me... At WrestleMania, I think this could be the beginning of... You saw a little bit of cracks and damage control. I think it could be the beginning of the end of them, and then they have Bailey go on to have a singles run, and they split these these three women up. For me, I have uh, Trish, Lita, and Becky going over, and I have an 11 on it. I'm pretty confident Holy shit. they win. I don't see them bringing back... Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm confident. Becky Lynch is in this match. I just don't see her losing. Uh, so for me, that carries the weight more than 
you know, Trish and Lita being part-timers, especially if they're going to, Trish is rumored to stick around, I see them going over. And I, I just don't see how Damage Control wins when we've already seen some cracks. You know, we saw Bailey kind of volunteer them for the match, and EO and Dakota seemed pretty shocked and surprised and didn't want to do it. So I, th- I see some dissension, and I, I think that's what puts them over. There's really not much to say about this match. I know I was pretty harsh, harsh about it a few weeks ago, saying I didn't care about it. But, you know, I thought, let me give it a chance. It has a couple legends in it that I was a huge fan of when I was young. It has Becky Lynch. It has Bailey. It has some top stars. EO, EO Sky is fantastic. And Dakota they're Kai. They're all actually pretty good. Yeah, right. It's they're not all, like yeah. a bad match. Right. So I thought, it's let just me rethink not exciting. It. Not exciting. Hasn't had much build. Um, I have Trish, Lita, and Becky, and I have them for 13. This is my most confident match of the night. I don't see how you're going to bring back these legends to lose. It, it's yeah. not for titles, um, which I mean could go damage controls way. It could shift their way because there's no titles on the line. But at the same mm-hmm. time, like you said, Trish is going to stick around a little bit longer. Becky and Lita are going to continue to you know defend those tag titles. How are you going to have them win the tag titles and then lose a six six women tag match? That doesn't make sense. So yeah. this is my most confident. I have a 13 on Becky. Trish Guess what, Lita. boys? I'm going damage control for eight. Sean smirking. <laughs> Holy <laughs> sh- You just lost the game. Oh, you we'll just see. lost oh, the game wow. with that pick. Watch. Ori, Ori just won So the it's, not, it's non-title, which means that there is no risk of them winning the belts and then losing it again. So damage control can win this match. I also think Trish turns heel in this match and costs Lita and Becky. I think she either attacks Lita or Becky or both of them. Trish sticking around, what would reportedly sticking around for a while is what's influencing this decision. Because I think we're going to see a possible Trish versus Becky down the line or Trish versus Lita. And and I think that's how damage control gets it done. Um, Didn't really think too hard about this one. Just kind of like... My, my theory on it, as far as like a heel turn, which gives damage control the victory, which is needed. And then if from there, if, if Bailey wants to kind of get rid of the group, um, if they turn on Bailey, that could be something that could happen. And then where they split all three of them up and they go singles competitors, which I'm all for because EO can wrestle with the best of them. I love Dakota Kai a lot. And then we know what Bailey does on a singles run. She's excellent. So, but I do think damage control finally gets their one last upper edge on them before it's all said and done. Wow. And then our last match will be the main event of WrestleMania night two and the main event of the weekend. Uh, We have Cody Rhodes Challenging the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, for the Undisputed Universal Championship. Ah, We are finally here to the main event of the show in this last match. This is something that I think everyone that does a prediction show has been messing with in their mind for the past couple weeks. And will continue to, probably until that last bell hits, uh, declaring the winner. Uh, on night two for me i've been pulling back and forth on what i want to do but i decide and i only have a one on this match because i am not confident either way 
I have Cody Rhodes winning this match and going over on Roman and winning the title. And the moment that we'll get at the end is going to be incredible with Cody Rhodes holding up those championships. I can 100% see myself devastated in a way uh, watching (laughs) Cody Rhodes lose this match live and having Roman Reigns walk out (laughs) with the titles. But I would also be, I would just be more devastated, I think, in terms of the story for myself because I just love Cody so much. But I also understand the story of Roman Reigns wins because if they want to get him a thousand days, they want to keep building him, keep building him. He's not ready to take a break. So be it. I'm banking on him taking a break sooner. So I think he loses here. I am not confident. So I picked Cody Rhodes for one. We'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to the other big thing about this, besides just the prediction. I think the actual match itself, I think Cody will pull a lot out of Roman, just like Seth Rollins did at Royal Rumble two years ago. I think that this match will be, you know, Roman's had some great matches as of late, but I think this also could be one of his better matches that he's had at WrestleMania, specifically in the main event. Because if you think about the main events that he's had, a lot of them were with Brock Lesnar. A lot of them were with guys that couldn't really go. And I think this match could be one of Roman's, even if he wins or loses, could be one of his best WrestleMania main event performances that he's ever had as well. I think that this main event is going to be the best WrestleMania main event for the WrestleManias in the 30s, at least maybe dating back to 30 when it was the triple threat match. Over Um, the heist of the century? Over the heist of the century as well. I do. I think, like you said, Cody's going to pull a lot out of Roman here. It's going to be a great match. Roman put on some fantastic matches last year with guys who aren't as good at wrestling as Cody Rhodes is. And I do think that this is probably going to be Roman's best main event to date. Um this is a tough one too. You can go either way with this one. You know, I just made my my card today with my numbers and it came down to the second I made that pick. And I do think we get the payoff with Cody Rhodes. I think we get Cody Rhodes winning a world championship. I just don't think it happens at WrestleMania 39. I don't. I think Roman Reigns goes over. I have Roman for a one. I see him continuing this streak that he's on to a thousand days and him losing after that. Um, I think this will solidify Roman possibly as a top 10 great of all time. Maybe that's a conversation for another store. Uh, that'll be getting a separate episode for that one. I think this match is going to be. I think, I think that this match is absolutely going to deliver. And it is, I mean, if it does go this way, it is a little disappointing that we don't get Cody winning the championship like he deserves because this is what he came back for. He came back to win the championship that his father never won. Um, And it would be one hell of a moment for him holding up those titles at the end of the night. Uh, But I'm going with Roman on this one. You know, I'm, I think I'm taking the safe way out with this pick. So I'm taking Roman for Before I make my pick. I want to say that this is very comparable to Ronda Rousey that I think an elite talent brings out the best in Ronda. I think you're about to see Roman's best in-ring match in a very long time at a Cody Rhodes. I'm picking the Tribal Chief for one. And here's my theory on it. So Randy Orton is rumored to be back. 
And his last match was the tag team with him and Riddle versus the Usos. The bloodline took out Randy Orton. They've been teasing Cody Rhodes versus Randy Orton as a potential feud down the line. So what I think is going to happen is they're going to have a, a five-star match. Bloodline are going to come out. They're going to attack Cody. There's going to be a lot of interferences. Cody's going to kick out of every possible thing Roman hits him with. Whatever, like Jimmy and Jay hit him with, the super kicks, whatever, anything imaginable. Cody's going to keep on kicking out. You're going to see Randy Orton come down that line. He's going to do some RKOs. He's going to attack the bloodline, Solo, Jimmy, and Jay. And then at the very tail end, he's going to have a stare down with Roman. We're going to think he's going to RKO Roman. He swerves us all. He RKOs Cody. The referee um, pulls up, becomes conscious again. And then we see the one, two, three. And then Roman officially will get his thousand days. Randy Orton turns to Apex Predator, heel turn at WrestleMania. And then we will see the payoff with Cody probably at SummerSlam, but it will not be at WrestleMania. So Roman for one. I think here's the logic I also try and think about too is when you're talking about Cody. Um, it was made a, a good point by Roman this past week when he was talking about Cody being in another promotion. And basically this, this feud could also be boiled down to you have an AEW, former AEW star, going up against your top guy. So do you really want to put your former AEW star over your top homegrown talent? So I completely understand that aspect of this feud as well. Um, And we all have one, so I think the confidence level is not high either way. So I I also think what is really going to (laughs) coddle my wound, per se, if Roman does win, is if this match is really good. And I do have really high hopes for this match in terms of it being Roman's best main event at WrestleMania. If he gives me that, I'm fine with him winning, and I think it would be good. And if if we do get something with Randy Orton involved with this, and somehow it ends up being Cody and Orton, Cody still gets his moment, and they have the feud with Orton down the line, that's also fine with me because I really want to see that too. I think we're in for a fantastic... I think about what we just read off for actual matches. There's maybe like three that I like don't even care that much about, but a couple of them I still, you know, wouldn't I don't mind watching. But there, there's only like a couple filler matches. So even in the, even the Fatal 4-Way tag matches, I think will be good in terms of delivering something. So we are in for a fantastic... WrestleMania. We'll see about, you know, we'll talk after in our review show in terms of putting it up against other manias and where it falls. We also always have to take our our bias out if we go to WrestleManias. I know we do that a lot with 35. Looking back on 35, I understand it, it was nowhere near some of the other ones. And it was also the last time it was one day. So it was a very long WrestleMania in, in that aspect. But uh, anything else you guys want to include? I will say about, this. We uh, have been trashing this match. I want to ask you guys a question. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Sean. I was go saying, ahead, um, no, even though we've been trashing the build, I'm, I'm still looking forward to seeing Brock live versus Omos just to see what happens for those five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's true. Yeah. No, it's it's still something like as a wrestling fan, it's something that like, you know, I'm not looking forward to the match, but I am looking forward to being exactly. there and, Love moments. and see what he does. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask you guys a question. <clears throat> this will be our second WrestleMania that we're going to. And, mm-hmm. you know, as far as matches and, you know, hype around the WrestleMania, compared to back then, which one do you think 39. That you were more excited for? So you're more excited 100%. for this one than that one? It's very close. Yeah. The only reason I would say 35... It's because it was my first WrestleMania I've ever been to. That is like, you know, they talk about WrestleMania amongst the wrestlers, your boyhood dream, your, you know, that was the Shawn Michaels. That was my dream when I was a kid. I wanted to go to WrestleMania and that was my first opportunity to do so. And that's what I felt. So I think that initial um, excitement was a lot for me. Like I was so excited to be there. What I will say, though, is maybe I'm a little bit more excited for the matches this WrestleMania than I was for WrestleMania 35. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I would say 39 with a slight edge, but 35 just holds a very yeah. special place because um, it's your first. Absolutely. And I think it's... It's the only reason I'm giving 39 to, the to edge and 35, like our first mania was momentum. It was amazing. I'm going to give the edge of 39 just because of a couple factors. One... The two-night event, I think, is going to do a lot as far as, like, our energy levels because a seven-and-a-half-hour show is very draining. Around the McIntyre-Roman match was – yeah, the Roman and McIntyre match was when it started to kind of fade a little bit. But we're going to be there probably, what, at the most four hours per night for night one and two? Yeah. um, I think the weather factor, the warm weather is going to, like, bring our moods up even more. Um, I think slightly wrestling wise, like the match quality is a little bit better there, but you can make a case of legends at 35, like we you know Batista, my back Kofi with the Kofi Mania, like that was a big hype train. Like there were a lot of moments in 35 that were great, but 39 just gets a slight edge for like the other like external factors. Yeah. And something that we haven't mentioned yet is even stand and deliver. Yes, will be a stand and deliver. I yep. don't know if Stand and Deliver will be close to take over Brooklyn, though. Very true. I don't I do think... think they have some capable matches on there. Yep. But I think in terms of if we look back on the weekend and we compare the two, which we probably will do when we come back, yep. um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, you also had... I think it's a little unfair because, in my opinion, <laughs> you had the best NXT match of all time at NXT Brooklyn. Absolutely. So I don't think Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, I, I, I think it's an unfair comparison, <laughs> honestly. But you know the match, the match card as a whole. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. You know, it's a takeover, so they should be able to. What I will say is, there's a lot of matches. Yeah, seven. there's also like seven or eight. I matches. I think there's seven. I counted, which is a or which maybe is eight, a little bit actually. more than what they do. Right. It's a little bit more than what they do, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to, see, to compare the two. There is some, obviously, some really good opportunities. The women's ladder match, the Fatal Five Way for the North American yeah. title. There's going to be some great Gargano and Waller. Matches. I think the Gargano women's Waller ladder match will be better than the Fatal Four Way um, at NXT Brooklyn. Yes. That's probably yes. true. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, the Fatal Warrior brother wasn't bad. You were also in line. I was. I was. Trying to get. Trying to get my. Trying to get my refund when they lost. Didn't have enough food in store. Oh, what else? Tag match. Yeah, we. We are. Yeah, there'll be some great matches to stand and deliver. This WrestleMania weekend is going to be incredible. Um, we'll go over a little bit more of our itinerary when we do our live show on Wednesday, and we'll talk about that. Um, WrestleMania 39, what what a weekend it's going to be. Thank you all for being with us for our prediction show. These are usually our bigger shows, and we really get hyped up for them, and we have a lot of differences, so we're gonna come back. The score update, I know I've won I'm zero goose egg. Two to one to nothing, I believe. Yeah, Sean's looking Sean's looking for his first W this wrestling. All you gotta know is this damage control yeah. pick at better hit. That damage control one better so, hit for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sean's last word. Yeah, Let's go damage control. We are control. looking good. Yeah, we are looking interesting for these these cards, so Stay tuned. Follow along with us. Do the do the challenge yourself with the predictions. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Uh, thank you all so much for for liking all the stuff we do, for watching, subscribing, listening. We have some new two YouTube videos out. Uh, keep us in mind, and if you see us around LA, say hello. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you all. All right, thanks. You take it easy.